five national championships, five gold medals, 42 years of sustained excellence. Welcome to Leadership Lessons from the Go, a special series on the Ed Leader Podcast featuring your host, Dr. Rob Jackson, with special guest, JJ Jackson. Let's go. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Ed Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Jackson, and I want to thank you for spending time with me today. This special series of the Ed Leader Podcast is one I am incredibly excited about. Leading with the Heart by Coach Mike Krzyzewski is one that I'm excited to get into. And for this special series of the Ed Leader Podcast, I have a very special guest, one that I'm looking forward to spending time with. His name? J.J. Jackson, or as I know him, Joshua. Joshua is my son. He is an incredibly successful sports broadcaster with a daily radio show. He does quite a bit of play-by-play work in various sports. He's the host of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. He is someone who can say that he spent time one-on-one with Coach K because of the leader Coach K is. I'm sure we'll get into that story and many more on this special series on the Ed Leader Podcast. For now, let's go. I hope you enjoyed the first special episode of Leading with the Heart. I certainly appreciate all of the incredible feedback that I've received and the podcast has received on social media. Thank you so much for liking the podcast and sharing the podcast and sharing with me through your DMs, through emails, through phone calls and text messages, how much you appreciate it. Today, as we continue working through Coach K's leadership philosophy and his tidbits and tenets, talking about leading with the heart, I'm extremely excited to be joined again by my son, J.J. Jackson. J.J., for our listeners, tell them how how you spend your day. What do you do for your professional career? As uh, yeah, I'm a radio broadcaster in the state of Alabama, uh, in Auburn, and uh, I've got a daily talk show that's on the air for three hours. So throughout the day, I'm preparing that show, uh, making sure we have guests lined up that will interview and get ready to take phone calls, come up with engaging topics to discuss on the program, uh, help out in various ways throughout the radio station, and then I do play-by-play work on the side with the SEC Network and the Auburn Sports Network. And then in addition to that, uh, the Lockdown Podcast Network asked me to uh, join their family and uh, to launch the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast, which I was able to do back in, in March of 2021 this year, and I've loved doing that every day. Absolutely. And so the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about that and where they can find it. Every single day, uh, 20 to 25 minutes, we talk everything going on in the Duke athletics world from basketball to baseball to football to women's sports, everything. I'm going to discuss it on the program, let you know what's going on. A lot of basketball talk because that's what drives the Duke fan base, the Blue Devil fan base. Uh, But it's something that I look forward to doing every day. And uh, again, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. So, JJ, as you think about the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, you launched in March, and I very much appreciate it as your dad when they locked on network reached out to you and asked you if you would do that work. We certainly appreciated that because the Duke Blue the Duke University Blue Devils is a point of passion for you and for me. So that was really exciting. 
But when you launched in March, you probably had no idea what your biggest story of the year would be. You were probably could not have guessed what the biggest story of the year would wind up being. What has that story been so far? Yeah, for it's it's kind of changed. It's uh, been something that I've worked through since launching the show in March. As you said, I had a four or five games left in the regular season with Duke basketball. And Duke basketball is the big story that I do on the podcast. And so, as we discussed in, in part one of this series, for the first time in my lifetime, Duke did not make the NCAA tournament. There is a big generation of Duke fans who do not know what that feeling is like. We had to figure it out together. So we had to go back and, and celebrate some of the great March Madness moments that Duke has had over the years. That was the big thing that I had to kind of work through with the podcast. And then more recently, still trying to work through this, is the news that Mike Krzyzewski had about the retiring at the end of this upcoming college basketball season. I tell you what, that news absolutely shocked me. And you actually asked me, on a podcast on the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast, we had a bit of a crossover episode. Home and so that home. was that's right, home and home series between the two of us, and we both enjoyed doing that. But you asked me where I found out about his retirement, and I shared with you I found out when you sent me a text <laughs> because we were so surprised. And so, for our listeners, particularly those that have known quite a while, quite a while, you know that I'm a Duke University fan. I've been a fan of the Blue Devils my entire life. Um, Joshua, you've been a fan your entire life. In fact, um, maybe I should uh, take responsibility for that, take the blame for that, perhaps take the credit for that. I don't know. But there's a picture in my office that I absolutely love with you about a day old in a Duke onesie sitting on a Duke basketball on my lap as I'm in my Duke gear. And so literally, you've been cheering on Coach K as the coach of the Duke Blue Devils your entire life. And so he's meaningful in your life, meaningful in my life. Yeah, it was uh, my introduction to sports was Duke basketball. And here I am, as I discussed, you asked me earlier to lay out my day. My day revolves around sports. It's something that I love playing, talking about, um, getting to broadcast. And so because of Duke basketball, that kind of created this love for sports and competition and winning and losing and all the emotions that you gain and get to experience from that. And, and thanks to Duke athletics, thanks to Duke basketball, I was able to kind of form those feelings and thoughts. Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing that. So let's get into his leadership tenets. In the first episode, we talked about he encouraged us to summon the courage to endure adversity and critics. And we talked about that. Today, I want to talk about another of his tenets. He says we should give our players time and attention. In the case of educators, give our students time and attention. Give the teachers we work with or the staff members we work with time and attention. And he goes on as a leader to say, if you give them 100% of your focus, they will give you 100% of their effort. And so as I think about him giving time and attention, there's one particular story that's close to my heart, close to your heart, that I'd like to spend just a few moments sharing with others because it's not a story he would share because of the character of person he is. But there was a time, Joshua, when he became very close to our family. When was that time? Yeah, um, I was diagnosed with, with cancer, with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Folks that uh, know you know that, Dad, because it's something that 
we talk about a lot as a family, something that we all had to uh, go through and me personally having to do it myself as uh, at 11 years old and at 14, I was told I had cancer and uh, kind of crazy thinking back about now being 11 years in remission and certainly give God the glory for all that to, to still be here today. But I was approached by the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I was granted one wish. I could do anything in the world from taking a trip to Hawaii, across the world, to Disney World, to whatever. I wanted to meet Coach K, and I was afforded that opportunity thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and more importantly, thanks to Mike Krzyzewski for allowing this to happen. Absolutely. And so I was a bit surprised, but not surprised at all, (laughs) when the Make-A-Wish folks came into the hospital room and they presented you the opportunity. They hadn't talked to your mom and I about that ahead of time. They surprised you with that news, um, that news, that opportunity given to you because we weren't sure what the outcome would be in your journey through cancer. And you mentioned we talk about that as a family, and there's a reason that we talk about that. We talk about that, hopefully, to be encouragers to others because so many were encouragers to us as we went through that horrific time, that scary time. But in those moments of horror for parents and scary fear sometimes, fearful times for our family, there were so many who stepped forward to offer us encouragement, to offer us love, and to shelter us in their arms. And we certainly very much appreciate them. And so telling that story, we hope, is an opportunity to give that love forward and certainly as we have the opportunity to share and love on others who may be going through similar things is very important. But you said to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I want to meet Coach K. And so we had the opportunity to go see Coach K, a person who put in writing that we should give 100% of those we're around our focus, 100% of our time, and attention. And so I want you to describe for our listeners, it's time to meet Coach K. What was that like? This is a guy who's a very important guy. He's the greatest of all time. He has people literally standing to their feet and cheering like crazy when he walks into Cameron Indoor Stadium. He's someone that people will just go nuts over, and you were there to meet him. What was that like? It was awesome. Um, I was I was young and kind of Thinking back on it, it's it's kind of wild the, what I remember from it and everything. But I remember going to the game and experiencing a game in Cameron Indoor Stadium for the first time, which is an adventure in itself, as you said. One of the smallest venues in all of college basketball, but the most intimidating place to play in the country with the student section that does such an outstanding job. But after the game, getting that opportunity to meet Coach K in his office in the locker room and him spending all the time in the world with me and wanting the conversation to very much so be about me and about my journey and uh, what I was going through and kind of tips for being a fighter and overcoming the challenges that lie ahead. Uh, I very much remember at 11 years old, to no one's surprise in that moment, being pretty timid, Dad, and uh, not speaking very well being i mean as anybody would that's That's meeting their hero in that moment and that sort of thing but that didn't throw coach k off at all he was still so friendly and uh, still just the fact that he was so engaging and wanting to know about my journey and um, through his daughters um, debbie in particular staying in touch with me throughout 
all of the cancer experience that I went through um, is just such a blessing and so amazing. It absolutely is, and I appreciate your description of it. And so to give you another uh, lens into that moment for our listeners, Joshua described, JJ described going through it as the young person who's meeting their hero. I can simply describe it as the dad of the young person um, in the midst of this journey through cancer, we had no idea where the outcome would be. We were certainly praying for the very positive outcome we've had, uh, but didn't know where we were going. But I was moved to tears, quite frankly, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. By the way, Coach K absolutely made you the focus of that moment, and it felt like he gave you so much time, as busy as he had to be with all the things he had to do. He invested himself in that moment. He invested himself in you. He was giving you 100% of his focus and 100% of his time and attention. He was ignoring me, ignoring your mom, ignoring your little brother. He was ignoring the staff from Make-A-Wish. He was ignoring his assistant coaches and his, his own family members, and he was there for you in that moment and coaching you up for the surgery to come. I know it meant the world to you, but as a dad, it meant the world to me also. Yeah, it's just a long day. I mean, they just finished playing a game. They played uh, UNC Asheville. Our family <laughs> has so both sides of, of, of my family has major, major roots in Asheville, North Carolina. So kind of how surreal that is that I'm meeting him after a game versus UNC Asheville. But that's a long day, Dad. I mean, that's a game that tipped off at 7 o'clock. It's getting late in the evening, and still for him to not be worried about any of that and to be very present in the moment was cool. Absolutely. And I, that being present in the moment is such an important piece of being a leader. And so moving on from the story to really the application piece of leadership and him talking about we have to give 100% of our focus to those around us. And then, of course, we get in return from them 100% of their effort. Thinking about Coach K as a coach, JJ, as a leader, do you see him giving the players during the game 100% of his focus? And do you see the players giving him 100% of their effort? Yeah, it's very much so. A, a, yeah, absolutely. To answer that question, they're so dialed in, they're so engaged, they are always so prepared. Duke is one of the hardest working teams in the country. You're the best for a reason. It's because they work so hard. Every little detail in a game matters. Every scouting report, every, hey, this guy's so great at shooting from the corner. Make sure we're defending that well. Or this guy loves to try to dribble and drive to the rim and make sure we're defending that the way we need to. Make sure this is the weakness in their defense. We need to try to go score here off it. Everything is so scripted, so prepared in such great detail that it's obviously from so much effort and concentration from coach, and therefore his players then reciprocate that back to him. Absolutely. And, you know, J.J., um, you kind of peeled back practice. And so we've talked about Coach K in games, and fans of the game certainly can see him on the bench and see his passion on display as he's coaching the team, particularly during really tough games or rivalry games, games with Carolina, for example. Um, But I would imagine that for him to be successful, he has to be giving 100% of his focus to his players during practice. 
that on your podcast, the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, you had the opportunity to talk with one of the team managers who talked about practice. And what was what was that conversation like? What was he talking about when you talked with him about Coach K and what Coach K was doing during practices? Yeah, again, that was a, a conversation I got to have on my Locked On Blue Devils podcast with a uh, childhood friend, actually, Seth Scott, um, who's got roots back in, in Asheville, North Carolina, as I said. And um, Seth was a manager for the Duke basketball team for four years and got to see the day-in and day-out operations of the Duke program. And it's not just Coach K. It is everybody that understands there's a mission of being the best college basketball team in the country. And so we're going to make sure everything is scripted down to a T, down to a science. And uh, that goes all the way down to the managers, who you could see as kind of not so much of a uh, – desirable job wiping up sweat making sure water is prepared for practice and that sort of thing but knowing that they do play a big role in the greater purpose coach k taking time to make sure his managers know how appreciated they are so it was just really cool to see kind of behind the scenes of what practice was like absolutely and in fact he says in the book and i'm going to share a quote from the book he says when a team is first assembled it's only a collection of individuals It now becomes a leader's job to motivate those people to perform as a team. He believes, he goes on to say, that the assistants, the managers, the players, all involved with the team should have the vision to not only grow and be successful, but the vision of team success and being invested in that moment is so very important. I hope that you've enjoyed this opportunity for us to continue to pull out some of the tenets of leadership from one of the incredible leaders of our lifetime, Coach Mike Krzyzewski, the most successful college basketball coach ever. As he shares the secrets to leadership, as he believes, one of the most important being that we need to give others our time and attention. Certainly as educators, as ed leaders, there's nothing more important we do than to give our time and attention, those incredibly valuable gifts to the teachers we're blessed to work with, to the staff members, to those who sweep the floors and answer the telephone and drive the buses, and most importantly, to those students who've been placed into our care giving them all of our time and attention, giving them all of our focus. Certainly we can expect back from them all of their effort. What a blessing it is to be a leader. Thank you for spending time with me today, and thank you for all that you do for every student, every teacher, and every staff member. You are making a difference. If no one else has told you, I want you to know that I believe in you. Good day. Thank you for listening to the Ed Leader Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and consider leaving a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts so that we may continue to grow the Ed Leader community. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with Dr. Jackson. Until next time.